This time on TNT, we talk about the passing of Suzanne Summers. We get down to the bottom of the Sobeys flyer this week. Plus, I got to be part of a documentary about Mr. Dress Up. That's all coming up right now on TNT. Hey, bud. So Suzanne Summers, eh, bud? Yeah, that's uh, that's sad, abrupt, kind of. You know, I uh, I mean, I lo- I loved Three's Company when <laughs> I was a kid. She wasn't in it very long, but uh, you know, no, but for the yes, most baller uh, reason, she. Oh yeah, she's like yeah. But I'm not making nearly as much as John Ritter here. She so wanted she's to pay like, equity, forget yeah. you guys. Yeah. When you cool. think about it, that was 50 years ahead yeah. of the global conversation, which is pretty cool. Yeah. And almost Dolly Parton-ish in, For sure. um, in her business savvy. Mm-hmm. Well, wasn't her husband a producer, right? Oh, was he on the show? I think so. No, no, no. Not the producer. I think he was like in production in Hollywood, so he... You know, she was probably just didn't want to get screwed over for the main reason of like this is bullshit, but also that fact that he was probably like, yeah, you're right, dude. You know, especially when the success, the success of the show early on, like she was a huge part of it. You know, the kind of dim-witted huge. blonde stuff, like that was, if not, you know, a top three part of the show for sure. Again, like Dolly Parton, in that she completely understood who she was and what the value was and was like, all right, you want me to play this dumb part? I can do that. And she crushed it. Because in the hands of a less good actor, that wouldn't have landed the way it did. She was so believable yeah. as that character. And the other thing that I learned... Well, so believe, so believable that they... Tr- like the... the, the uh... Terry, the girl that replaced her in the show, was like the opposite, right? She was like the super smart person. Yeah, right. And then they tried to go back to the the, the dim-witted thing because I guess they weren't having the success. And then that didn't even work even more, right? Do you remember the, the third girl that was the roommate? No. She was kind of back into the kind of dim-witted. What? What are you talking like about? Yeah. Who was the third one? I can't remember her name, but there was a third that was like failed. Um, the thing that I learned last anyway. night that that completely blew me away is remember in the opening titles when Jack is biking on the boardwalk and passes yeah. a brunette and goes right into yeah. the sand? That was Suzanne yeah. Summers with a wig on. No way, really. Yeah. <laughs> and I also saw that that was it's his son who's now a music artist uh, that that comes up to to uh, Joyce Dewitt. When she's feeding the monkeys or whatever, there's a little kid, a toddler that comes up. That's that was his John kid? Ritter's kid. No yeah, way. Jason, Jason. Yeah, yeah. Well, his kid, he's an actor. He's Isn't incredible. Isn't he a music, musician, Jason Ritter? Well, I don't know if he's a musician. He's certainly an actor. And a great one, too. I mean, and he's just enough like his dad and just his enough. He might have, his he might have more than one kid and one's a musician. I don't know. But still, it's um, his kid. Jason Ritter was on Parenthood, and he was great. Oh, okay. All right. So he's not a musician. Maybe I'm thinking of somebody well, else. Well, he might be a musician, too. 
That was either way. If you had to say the heyday for sitcoms, that must have been it, right? Uh, maybe eighties. Yeah. And that show, it did take a, like a lot of weird steps because re- remember, originally it was supposed to be Mr. Roper it was supposed to be the main character, right? Right, and it was supposed to be a drama. Yeah. It, well, it, well, I don't know if uh, it was that or like just the concept was him, but John Ritter was so such a hit that they were like, oh no, we're turning the tables onto this. And that's why the Ropers had their own spinoff show. That was still a comedy, but didn't do that well. So, what were the Ropers before Furley? Yeah, they, they were, were early. Like, they left in 79 or something. Like, it was early that the Ropers left because he's like, hey, I'm the head of the show, and you got this John Ritter's taking up the whole, the bulk of, of all the scripts all oh, of a sudden. Wow. What's going on here? And he was probably, like, he probably had a lot to do with even the actor, uh, probably had a lot to do. Norman Fell. Wasn't that his name? Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Anyway. So then Chrissy and the Ropers left, and then uh, um, uh, Furley came, and what was the name of the new Chrissy, This the serious one? Terry. Terry. The, the Terry. Nurse, right? And yeah. then you say there was a third one. There was a third one. I can't remember her, her name, but yeah. Crazy. She had the, cur- she had the curly hair. And she was from the Midwest and had the the accent a bit, I think. I mean, that sounds like it should have been funny. Well, because they were trying to go back to the Suzanne Summers character, but yeah. that wasn't obviously the same. Like you said, uh, she crushed it. That was a character definitely of a time, too. You think of Lonnie Anderson on WKRP. Yeah. But she was kind of a combination of Chrissy and Terry because she looked like Chrissy, but she was probably the smartest one there mm-hmm. which was pretty ahead of its time too remember, remember how popular lonnie anderson was yeah. back in the day oh my god she was the pamela anderson before pamela anderson yeah she Absolutely. and raquel welch those were the names that when i was like little <laughs> little were like they yeah. were the hot looking tunas of the day <laughs> it's hot looking tuna so uh so yeah, last week of the plays coming here, right? Yeah. You're uh how are you feeling? You must be really uh confident in your shoes now, must be having a good time every night. Super good. And um the nice thing is uh there are fewer and fewer uh empty seats. We've all we've always had good houses, but now we're packing yeah. them in real good and uh word of mouth I think is helping and it coming to the end I'm sure is helping. Um yeah. so uh, people have heard good things about it, and they're coming ready to laugh. And uh, yeah, it's it's great, man. It's the best. And so you're uh, in the well. It's seven days a week. You're doing eight shows. Is that what it is, or is it six days and you're doing um, eight shows? So in the theater, we take Mondays off, yeah. and then Tuesday to Friday is a show at seven thirty, and then Saturday and Sunday two shows each day. Yeah. Man. So Sunday night we finish eight shows a week. So I'll tell you yeah. something. Um, the the folks I'm working with were saying, um, you just wait till like Sunday night, midway through the last show, you're gonna start to feel it. And it's true. That's a lot of comedy mm-hmm. and a lot of acting in a 36 hour window. Um, yeah, you might sleep for a couple days afterwards. 
one of the reasons that I wanted to do this podcast um, was actually uh, one of the reasons I wanted to do the play. And that is in TV, you shoot something and there's six, seven months between shooting it and coming out and you're not there when the audience sees it. The immediacy of the feedback, like as we know yeah. from this, if we do a character that people love, they're like, oh man, I love that. They're also quick to say if it, they think something didn't land. And mm-hmm. getting to hear what's working in real time is really fun. It really is, for sure. And, you know, connection. Connection. You know? Connection. Connection to the people. Like I, got, I, I've, I have had a lot of nice comments from Bods going, man, thanks for the uh, fact that we're back. You yeah. know, the injection. So it's nice. You obviously have the odd person who starts getting worried when the, there's that much of a gap. Are you guys like, okay? everything okay over there like by the way this is officially the longest i've ever done anything in my life uh and this is (laughs) mostly a volunteer position um so it's cool that people are patient if we take a month to do yeah honestly this is kind of like i think i think this podcast more than most podcasts is a reflection on our lives you know and to not do it is kind of like well you know why not because like if if anybody's feeling stressed or like we can't get do them all in the the amount of time then we don't have to do it so it's it's all it's you and i it's still that thing of like you know you know after leaving the band for me and after leaving the the trailer park boys for you there was that kind of like well you know you make a decision to to do exactly what you want to do and that's what this is for us, you know? Yeah. Um, the other night was, uh, um, they have different uh, um, play events. So, for example, mm-hmm. there's a masked performance. Um, the other night was a performance that had described audio. So, a yeah. bunch of folks with vision challenges came, and many of them had their guide dogs with them. And mm. uh, uh, my friend uh, Jenny came and um, uh, she was able to listen to the described audio and it described what was happening. And uh, it's just such cool. A, a cool layer um, to the show and, 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 and uh, gives it access to an audience that wouldn't otherwise be able to come and enjoy it so they can hear mm. what's going on. Another of these things is uh, they call it talk back night and there are questions um, from the audience. Mm-hmm. And uh, I met someone at the talk back night who said that her mother went through a health challenge five years ago and the two of them listened to the pod and that was kind of the only time they laughed in those uh, dark um, days going through something really mm. scary, you know? Um, yeah. So it, it was a great reminder that... Um, it's important and i don't know i wrestle sometimes with uh you know people are out there doing uh real serious jobs and so much heavy stuff in the world and there are paramedics and uh soldiers and nurses and um you know their work is so heavy and so serious and so important and yeah the odd time you think like man well what do i do to contribute Mm -hmm. and then you realize you know what you do you give relief from the heaviness of people's work and uh, people's lives going through things that are scary and uncertain. And that has value too. Exactly. And you know, we do stuff like this where 
Play men at work. Play men at work. Sometimes you just need to hear a little down under. I can burn the place to the ground doing karaoke on this song. <laughs> I can imagine that would be. If that I would had, be pretty up. We, you know what we should do? We should have uh, TNT karaoke on the next live event. Karaoke. Yeah, exactly. You just get up there. Easy. You always pick one up at Long McQuaid for what, like six bucks, probably, to rent one from the system with the whole full mics and everything. Well, I and you just have it on stage. Like, let's do it. We're doing a little karaoke jam. Can't and you? I would love to hear you do Down Under. That I can crush a... Down Under. If I had like mm. one, like you have one song to like calm everybody down, I'd be like, all right, yeah. tee up uh, Down Under. I I, I can uh, talk everyone off the ledge. I wonder what I would, I don't know, like, cause it's a, it's a good, it's a great choice. Cause you're kind of, uh, it is a bit high, that vocal. Big there are time. Some, uh, but that yeah, is the surprising thing sing. about my voice. That's, oh, it's in your ballpark. Like that's your range. You mean like Big it's time. perfect. Oh, you that's what you want. You yeah. <laughs> when, yeah. you, when you're look, you're like, don't worry. I got this. Like, I got it. I've already done it 5,000 times in the car. I, well, I hosted karaoke <laughs> at Thirsty's and Cavendish for a couple of summers and private dancer was one of my go-tos uh, by Tina Turner and uh, Down Under and Wicked Game. Those were my three songs that I could rock. <laughs> you know, I'm looking at this list of songs and I'm like, I think, you know, I'd like to, like, I wish I could like crush like glory days, right? <laughs> wouldn't, that, uh, wouldn't that be cute? Bruce Springsteen? Be- yeah, wouldn't that just like bring the house down? I had a friend <laughs> <who's laughs> Back in high school. <laughs> just... It just would be really like, come on, wouldn't this be like classic? I couldn't stand <laughs> that song when it came out. Because <laughs> it already sounds like it's in a karaoke bar, <laughs> doesn't it? I think you could crush that song. <laughs> oh, it's a good one. That would be good. I don't know, maybe that or like. Uh, Everybody have fun tonight. Wang Chong. Oh, that's a good one, too. <laughs> Everybody have fun tonight. There's only, like, a couple harmonies. I, a bust a move I could obviously always pound, too. But oh, it kind of sure. depends now. Like, what is the age of the people in the room? Yeah, you got to be careful, right? Because if you're you doing can, yeah. Wang Chong, man, there might be a lot of people staring <laughs> at the carpet. Like, what's going on? Mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah, that's the big thing now. Like, because songs you thought were remember, like, easy to remember and uh, universally known are now, like, 40 years old. <laughs> well, it's between what you want to do and what the people want to yeah. hear, and those don't yeah. always jive. Depends on the on the room. Like you said, if you're at, like, a, I don't know, like, one of those Ryu resorts... You know where they're the, where like the guy what is the guy that, that check the guy that checks you in is like doing Michael Jackson that that night. What <laughs> you know the type of resort know, is that? <laughs> those really it's like five star Ryu. You know the R I U. They're huge and fancy and all over the place. But like it's definitely like the like the guys 
that brings your bags is all of a sudden doing like part-time lover <laughs> like, or like a as part of the experience or just the type of person yeah, that like, yeah. there would be yeah i know they like one night they're they're bringing you food the next night they're doing the moonwalk and and doing man in the mirror I, i'm not familiar with this type <laughs> you're of not no, 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 come on i have no you reference for a Ryu resort where someone's saying you've never been lover. like Never been like the girl checking in and then all of a sudden she's doing walk like an Egyptian with all this stuff on. No reference point for that. Well, they have, they, you've been to resorts where they do shows, right? Like they have people up in concerts and stuff. That's what I'm talking about. Like those like kind of not super high budget shows and they just get like impersonators from the resort that work there to to do stuff. So, I, I so they also have a side hustle or the main job is like working the desk. But then no, I think like if, I have to go put on my white pantsuit because I'm also yeah. Elvis. Yes. Right. Yes. <laughs> yeah, and then I'm doing like a shift at the teriyaki place. <laughs> Did you ever know anyone who worked on a cruise ship? Yeah, lots of musicians. Of tons. course. That sounds like a wild gig too, man, because there's a yeah. pecking order and hierarchy. Oh, oh man, yeah. Like sometimes the Especially musicians and the actors in the shows get actual rooms, right? Yeah, but the crew well, sometimes low deck. And and sometimes they're out for like three to six months too, right? Like Woof. Long rips. But if you're the piano man, you can also use the pool. Yeah, you can you when you're off you can do whatever you want. Yeah. But it's more it's more the prison feeling like you're stuck on the boat. Yeah, it's not for me. Cuz I don't know if like you get to go chill out and walk around town with everybody when you get into port, right? I I don't know. I think it depends on <laughs> what know. your role is Maybe. on the boat. Some of the maps can. No, I'm saying if you're like playing bass <laughs> and the ma- the Macarena band or whatever, right? <laughs> like stung, 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 like that's, that's, dink, that's, dink, dink, that's dink, 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 all you do, dink, right? Dink, 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 dunk. Like that's what you do, just kind of bob back and forth doing that. Dink, and bunk, then, uh, dink, and then, dink, dink, <laughs> and then when you get into port, right? You're like, you can't afford to go do anything, right? <laughs> The musicians must get paid okay, don't they? You don't pay. Sure, you don't but pay you don't want to blow all your money. No, but when you get off and you have a day off, like, you, you know, and you're in like some five star resort area, like everything's 15 bucks. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure fair. you got to. <laughs> but you're probably sick of eating on the boat. <laughs> yeah, there are only so many chicken fingers you can have. Um, After three months, yeah. I'm going to tell you something, bud. I, uh,. I bought a bag of tortilla chips and a thing of guacamole yesterday at a, yeah. a grossateria, not a major chain, a minor chain. It was yeah. $17.99. You know what that does? That calls for a Canadian tire or a Sobeys flyer lower or higher game. Oh, in that's the second fine. Half. Yeah, just because like it's the inflation episode and it's like, no, there's no way. It's crazy. Yeah, and it it varies because like stuffs you know di- different areas. Like so, the East Coast, some things might be more expensive than here. Yeah, up north is bananas. Oh yeah, yeah, but for sure. Like I, I was a little peckish. 
didn't really have much of a lunch. Knew that um, uh, dinner was uh, going to be waiting when I got home. Carol made chicken soup and biscuits last night. One of my favorites. Nice. Yeah. Um, but I just needed a little something, you know, to drive the yeah. hour. Chips and guacamole, seventeen ninety nine. Wow. That's is that room size or was that uh, like room service? No, or that was that at, buying. At that's a like going to get some. I just okay. bought it and ate it on it, set it on the truck passenger seat and chipped away at it on my drive home. That's it. Seventeen bucks. Life is expensive, bud. Man. That is, yeah, it is like so yeah, we have to do a, a updated flyer because they were I think we did it a months ago, maybe almost six, seven months ago, and it was uh getting out of hand now it's really getting out of hand well yeah and i think we did a canadian tire flyer lower or yeah. higher so let's do a grocery store lower or higher yeah sobeys we have okay let's Sobeys. do sobeys where do you guys go uh we go to uh metro superstore uh, uh there's not a sobeys quite nearby we'd have to go all the way over to to the other side of town and Aurora for Sobeys. So, so it's, it's not as much. It's called a Superstore there? Yeah, there's a Superstore. And uh, yeah, there's a bunch of other ones too. I obviously. thought Superstore was a maritime reference. Really? Yeah. No, that's it. I think there's Superstores across the whole deal now. Across the whole Old deal? Galen. <clears throat> Old Westy. Okay, I'm excited. Let's take a break and tee up some uh, flyer lower or higher and come right back. Perfect. Tonight, Sobeys, a national chain, right? Wrong. On Taggart and Torrens, we're going to break down the cross-country prices and find out where Sobeys is selling you a bag of false goods. Here now, Jeremy Taggart. Thanks, Jonathan. We are going to the Sobeys Flyer here in Ontario, and I believe you have the Sobeys Flyer in Truro, correct? I do. Okay. Shall we start with the fresh boneless stewed beef on the front page? We shall. I have $5.99 a pound. What do you have? I have $5.99 a pound. A perfect okay, match no for stew meat. Next, let's go to the... Lean ground beef, family size. I have 8. it here. 8.80 key kg. I have 3.99 a pound. I have 4.49 a pound. What? What are you trying to get away with, Sobies? What is this? Do you okay, have, have raspberries? I do. 2.97 a quart. How much? Two ninety seven. Oh, I have them for two forty seven. Sobies. <laughs> Sobies. <laughs> Are you serious, guy? Do, do you have the sweet kale or the dill pickle salad? You know I do. What do they want for that? Eh, Three ninety nine here. Okay, we're good. Three ninety nine here too. <laughs> okay. We have a hot price on twenty four <laughs> rolls of Royale toilet paper. $5.99. Same price here, bud. Okay. So, so far we've caught them and caught them in two lies. Okay. Uh, 
Mini wheats and vector hot price of five forty seven. Can same. you concur? Okay, same. Um, craft peanut butter five seventy seven. Same. Okay. Okay. Danone yogurts. Yeah. I have two ninety seven. Two ninety seven. Two ninety seven. Okay, so here's what we're learning, and everyone listening is like, yeah. <laughs> No kidding. Meat. Well, fresh things. Yeah, fresh stew, things. Stew meat's okay, the same. Okay, how about this? But ground beef and raspberries are different. Interesting. Do you have the pork tenderloin? Uh, stand by. If you go down? Oh, yeah, baby. The apple <laughs> is, is your stuffed pork tenderloin, you mean? <laughs> yeah. What do they want for that? <laughs> they want uh, 288 a pound. <gasps> $3.99. No, no way. What are you trying to get away with, Sobeys? <laughs> Interesting. Okay, and yet, I the... bet uh, compliments basmati rice, $3.99. It's the same, right? Same, same. same. Sobeys wishing us a happy Diwali while they're trying <laughs> to pull the wool over our eyes. Okay, let's go down to the next page. There's a lot of fresh stuff on there. Well, by the way, if you the, uh, if you scroll up just beside the pork tenderloin, there's garlic. <laughs> My garlic yeah. is billed as from New Brunswick. <laughs> it's three forty nine. How much is your garlic? Okay, I will tell you that. My and tell garlic, me where it's from. Product of Ontario, three forty nine. Okay. Okay, they're meeting halfway on the uh, garlic. Okay. If you go down, you'll see, you know the. Uh, the 2kg box of seasoned split chicken wings, frozen? Yes, it should be the same, because they're fr it frozen, $4.99. Same, yeah. Okay. Oh, how about the fresh rainbow trout fillets? Fillets, eh? Not fillets? Yeah, not fillets. Um, I have Subject. haddock. Oh, okay, this is well, interesting. My, yeah, I this is local. I don't even think they ship haddock to Upper Canada because it's not worth it. Well, this is twelve ninety nine. It's salmon or trout. So what's yours? Haddock is eight ninety nine. Okay, so I'm assuming that's all the different, different uh, regional. You can also get bay scallops for eight ninety nine. Do you got those oranges? Seedless tangerines? Uh, no. That's from. That's coming in from South Africa at two forty nine. Must pounds. be nice. <laughs> um. Do you have the Swiss chalet ribs? <laughs> I do. Yeah. Also, or Montana's, Montana's ribs, $11.99. Yeah. Same. Same. Do you have the uh, angry about... cookie monster cake? <laughs> I do have that. That's eleven forty nine. Same. How about those bagels and, and the bread there, the 12 grain bagels? Uh, right beside the angry cookie monster. I don't have them. I have Dempster's. Oh. I have Dempster's bagel. Oh yeah, those are bagels. Two for seven yeah. bucks. Same, same. How about the cheese? Five ninety nine underneath there. Armstrong. Yeah, same. I was How hoping to that, blow uh, the ring off a oh. uh, <laughs> lid off a scam. <laughs> uh, Starbucks iced coffee or Tropicana orange juice six six ninety nine. Uh, Just below the Cliff bars there. <laughs> Where it's this is all directly oh, yeah, under the, <laughs> Okay, so we're me. By the way, I, 
I'm okay if I never, there are two things I never need to do again. One is hear black eyed peas. Yeah. And the other is eat a cliff bar. Because oh. <laughs> you're not mountain biking? Well, yeah, it's like biting into insulation or something. Okay, if you go down to the next uh, page, you'll see that there's a there's a boneless blade pot roast. It's pretty... I'm hoping you have the same thing. Mm, scrolling down past the basel and the dove and the dawn. The palm olive. Oh, yeah, there it is. Yeah. Yeah. I eight. got that for eight eight ninety nine. Same. Okay, actually, it's in the box. That's the frozen stuff. I'm so, so interested that, because it, it feels very arbitrary. Yeah, hold on. How about the? Uh, see, these are. I don't know if they're frozen though. They might be fresh. The store made lean ground beef or turkey meatballs or meatloaf. Store made lean ground beef. Did you scroll down more? Yeah, go down to the next page. Oh yeah, there it is. Six ninety nine. Same. See that they're all. We're all on par here. Ten ninety nine for the mac and cheese and the lasagna. Yeah, just a couple of differences. What go to meals in your family? Like when I was a kid. Yeah. Like we did volume cooking because there were five kids, so it was always. There was a lot of like meat and potatoes, meatloaf and mashed potatoes or. Yeah. My dad did a lot of cooking and he did a thing called Inca Delight. What delight? Inca Delight. What's Inca Delight? And it was, I guess, just <laughs> he loved the Incas. So he was just it was the name kick that gave him a kick. And it was just vegetables, ground beef and mashed. It was similar to a shepherd's pie, but a little more, I guess. Inca styles. Okay, I don't know that word. The Incas? Yeah. Historic culture? Like I-N-K-A? Yeah. So was that just his version of alien-sized? Did he make up that term? (laughs) The Incas? No, the Incas were lived for thousands of years. Or it was a... Anyway... I mean, Inca Delight. Did, like, was that his Inca term Delight. for a dish? Yeah, he made it up for sure. Inca Delight. But he he uh, also made like um, these like oat cakes and like granola stuff. Yum. <laughs> Where you just fire a bunch of oats into a pan and just put some honey on it and cook it up. Yum. Yeah, it was good stuff. So were they in like ball form, like granola balls? No, it was one flat sheet. Oh, that's like break so it good. off like like peanut brittle or whatever. Uh, my mother made what she called cottage pudding, and it was just a plain mm-hmm. white cake with a brown sugar and water and butter sauce that you poured over the cake, and it absorbed into the pores of the cake. Mm-hmm. That was a good time. We had a lot of pork chops in our house, a lot of meatloaf, a lot of, uh, like, spaghetti. Like, big, just volume stuff. Yeah. Spaghetti. Uh, yeah, like you said, meat and potatoes, because I had the four kids going. And that's what you could get access to. Exactly. How's the Broil King treating you? Good. 
still fire it up uh, two to three times a week, I'd say. Maybe two on the weekends. What still are you cooking on there? Cooking some, uh, just the straight ups, the chicken. A lot of chicken on there. Yeah. A lot of uh, hamburgers. Yeah. <laughs> Do a lot of marinating, to be honest. <clears throat> um, I'm excited. Which means that... I buy a lot of soy sauce. It's like the cornerstone of a good marinade. Oh, so you soften it all up before you kill it, uh, yeah. before you crush it. Yeah. Um, I'm excited that the Much Music documentary is coming out. Is it out? Yeah. That, and they're, I, I heard. they're touring across the country with it. Your Erica M's and your Rick the Tempses. Nice. That'd be interesting to go. Are you going to, is it coming to the facts? It is. Are you going? I, I would really like to, um, because it's like a, they show the doc and then there's a Q and a with the people that were there. But imagine now with a bit of distance, I mean, you were there way more than I was, but imagine now with a bit of distance, just how uh, much you would realize you were part of something groundbreaking and life-changing. Like just the, yeah. the way uh, uh, media was done and Speaker's Corner and VJs and like all that was kind of born out of that building. Yeah, it was kind of like a loose, there was a, a lot of different things being developed and it was all under the, idea of like <laughs> the cheapest labor you can do basically right like all these people doing all this creative stuff for, that costs nothing like speaker's corner for example it's like genius a, a box and that's just on and they put the money in and it turns on like it's a it's a first origin it's a first kind of robotic television concept right where it's just making content on its own but and you're also was, giving a voice to the people, like aside from it being yeah, a cheap program, sure, it's yeah. actually also really cool. Yeah, it's it's a bulletproof way of getting content for sure. I and remember, I'm surprised they don't. I'm surprised they don't still do it. To be honest. Yeah, yeah. Now more than ever, I. Uh, they must have some crazy X-rated outtakes. You have some? No, they would. Oh, I thought you were like, I got this crazy tape. <laughs> yeah, because I remember anyone that worked there, yeah, they would say the stuff that they see. Like, it's heinous, some of the stuff. People going in there and just being gross. Um, I remember George Logagianis shooting uh, a stand-up, probably for City TV, and he was shooting his own reflection in the hubcap of a car. Yeah, I remember and then those, hand yeah. over to like the picture window of the building to catch his own re reflection there. Yeah, and then turn the camera around to face him like selfie styles, like it was so new. Yeah, again, based on the fact that he's got nobody to do it, do anything for you, and you have to do it all yourself. All yourself. <laughs> have we done a how many with much music VJs? I think so. I feel like we played that. I wonder if um, uh, Bill Wilichka is still in Kingston. I'm sure. Yeah, remember? I, I saw. Well, I saw. I saw like a photo of them. I guess it was the Toronto premiere or whatever, and he was there. They were all there. Yeah. Pretty wild time. And you know, to Pretty the kids. Wild time. 
to the kids nowadays, much music isn't even really on their it's radar. It isn't. It, it's not. It's not. <laughs> it isn't. And they play. Uh, and if you look at it, it's just uh, they play Seinfeld and that's that show with the guy with the hat and the the people with the annoying laughs that sit on the couch and they just play video, internet videos. That show. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like no thanks. <laughs> that show, man. If that's on, I hear it for two seconds and I start getting angry. No. From the, Speaking of documentaries, but I was uh, part of a Mr. Dress Up documentary. I heard that. That's awesome. And that's just coming out right now, too, right? Yeah, it's on Amazon Prime. And so it was what made did by you do? Guy Inter- an interview for it? Yeah. They interviewed uh, a, a bunch of folks about um, Mr. Dress Up's legacy and what he meant to Canadian kids. And like some Graham Greens and Bare Nakeds are in it and uh, Kids in the Hall kind of folks. And uh, um, Fred Penner. Nice. Um, so I, I was included on that list somehow. I think because we shot Jonovision in the former Mr. Dress Up studio. Mm-hmm. And because we had him on an episode and people went bananas. Um, <laughs> That's right. So I, I was doing pretty well and could speak about it kind of academically and the importance of uh, uh, Mr. Dress Up in our, you know cultural makeup and how he left a legacy of kindness and creativity and simplicity like he wasn't in a rush i loved that and i was doing fine in the interview and rob's a great interview and asked really good questions and um you know felt more like a conversation and then at the very end he said look into the camera and tell mr dress up what you want him to know i was like oh Oof, I did not, I wasn't ready for that question. Mm -hmm. I was surprised how uh, moved I was just at the very, very thought of him. Yeah, he was a big part of any Canadian kid growing up because he was great at, at what he did. Yeah, and no matter what was going on in your life, when you sat down and watched that show for half an hour, it was the same yeah was cozy I know. and consistent like and i remember hating like as being a young kid hating live action kids shows like the guy standing there talking like it was always turned me off i was down with like cartoons or any animated or puppets and stuff like that but as soon as it was some person talking i wasn't interested in that really but mr dress up and you know mr rogers too like they uh had a way where you just kind of really uh, draws you in and you're interested. And they were doing stuff that like, so like crafts or whatever. Like it's, if you think of what they were doing, it's like, it's not nothing interesting, but just Mm -hmm. interesting enough to have you uh, watch. Also on the Suzanne Summers tip, speaking of people who are way, way, way ahead of their time, Judith, the puppeteer from... Uh, Mr. Dress Up, who did Casey and Finnegan and Alligator Owl and Ant Bird, uh, yeah. really wanted Casey to be relatable to kids of any gender. So they never specified whether Casey was a boy or a girl, and it kind of didn't matter. Yeah, that's great. And the vo- uh, the voice. I always thought wow, it was a those boy. voices. Casey? But I wonder if girls always thought it was a girl. Yeah. No, that's great. 
I mean, it, all those shows. But those thinking back, so there that that was uh, was there a uh, was was the the uh, friendly giant a CBC joint? No, I was believe like a, so. Was it? I think. So I, want, I wonder if any of those actors crossed wires with anything else. Huh. I don't know. Not sure. Either way, because I remember my, my dad's old drum teacher was, was on uh, The Friendly Giant. As a what? I, he did the music. Like, I guess they had a band or something. Really? A drummer. Yeah. I know that the same uh, puppeteer played... Um, Rusty and Jerome, and they just kind of spooned the pillar. Yeah, and I'm sure it's a castle. It was probably just a handful of people that did that show. Yeah, Bob Bob Domi. Wonder what happened to that Mac. Who's Bob Domi? Wasn't he the friendly giant? Oh, that was his name. Okay, there you go. See, I don't even know. I didn't know that Bob Domi sounds like a freaking hockey player (laughs) i um you could have done the voice of jerome or is it rusty no rusty was like up here wasn't he yeah i was like the yeah no problem like i do a voice like because buds were uh would always say you sound like rusty sometimes if i did a female voice oh really yeah yeah but uh, Jerome, yeah, because Jerome had that low voice. It was all chilly. It's just it's kind of like radio vibes, right? Yeah, and he, he was always the like, yeah, he could do that. You know, that sounds yeah, fun. Yeah, anyway, yeah, good for that. Yeah, right. Yeah, he always, it was always, yeah, yeah it was, was kind of quick and yeah. super, super supportive. Right? Away, always, but whatever. No, you can uh, carry on with the crowd. That's fine. Yeah. Always super supportive. Like, complimentary on everything right <laughs> but also so conversational like yeah where's rusty i don't sure. know i got here a few months ago i didn't see him <laughs> yeah so so down like let's talk all night yeah. <laughs> jerome's got your back for a good good 45 minute phone call <laughs> but if jerome Anytime. was staying in the motel room next to you you'd be like yeah. stop <laughs> You just hear the <laughs> on the phone chatting, chatting with everybody going by. Bob Domi, uh, he didn't get the um, he didn't get the love that uh, Ernie did. Yeah, I, wonder, I don't, I don't think the uh, kids. I don't think that uh, it. I don't know how long the Friendly Giant ran. I don't think it ran very long. Home I think it was one of those shows as the Friendly Giant, seasons. a children's television program that aired from the fifties. Oh, it's like oh, thirty years. I'm a little off with that. He's from <laughs> was, that's right because it was like black and white into color, right? Like it did survive. Yes, and, and I remember he had dark hair, and then he had gray hair. Well, he had the yeah, he had the the bowl cut early. No, did yeah, he sure the bowl, he did. Like the, he had like the uh, one of the merry men vibe hair. Yeah, he had the friar tuck. He died <laughs> in the year two thousand right. in Grafton, Ontario. No way. Yeah. Man. 
Brandon G. Like 30 years doing the Friendly Giant. I had no idea. And you, do you have any, uh, did you see any stuff from that set or anything? Anything left over at CBC? One of the uh, props guys on Jonovision had the original chair for two to curl up in on his mantelpiece at home. Yeah, that's nuts. That's so inside baseball. That's way, that's way too much, man. Yeah. Wow. Heavy Canadianity. Anyway, I got to see... I got to see when I did the Mr. Dress Up documentary, I got to see the um, uh, tree house. Yeah. That's and the uh, tickle trunk. Like they rebuilt so the set. Yeah. So, like, is that like still there to see or is it? It must be. Good, good question. I seem to remember asking, and I think the original tickle trunk might have gone to uh, the Judith, the puppeteer. And this was the second oh. one that they built. I can't remember. They had one for touring, and this was another one. Um, like, imagine you get <laughs> that treehouse is just like sitting in some rich guy's basement. <laughs> yeah, he like, paid eighty-five no k for it. Yeah, I remember though, because Dubois were doing Mister Dress Up at the same time as Jonovision <laughs> and uh, Ernie, like you know, sort of walk through the beats, but wouldn't really rehearse. And I, I remember yeah. them saying, like, they didn't often do a pickup or take a second whack at something. Like, that's nah, good. Yeah. Mr. Dress. Must have been crazy to walk the streets as Mr. Dress Up and have people just dissolve in your path. Yeah, I wonder. That would probably be the most intense walk I can think of. Yeah. Hey, does, uh, if you go further down, there's a bunch of... Uh, there's like a bunch of meat on the uh, Sobeys. <laughs> it's like it starts with the Sir Sterling Silver Premium Beef. Okay. Oh, I'm just skipping goes, over Veggie Town and Fruit Town. It goes down. There's like air chilled chicken wings. More Diwali stuff. Oh, there we go. Hand selected AAA beef. Yeah. That's what, let's see what's going on there. Okay. Let's find one more discrepancy. Then I have to go pick up the girls. Okay. Ready? Hand selected uh, AAA beef, eight ninety nine. Yes. Uh, Same. Sterling silver fresh boneless sirloin premium. Eleven ninety nine. Eleven ninety nine. Yeah. Yeah. See, but if you go down, then you get to the normal like store fresh meats, like, like chicken. chicken. Yeah. Yeah. What do you got for them chicken legs? Fresh air chilled, top left there, the chicken wings, five ninety nine. Same. Chicken How about those legs. Chicken legs. Three forty nine. Same. Okay. Pork sirloin. Three ninety nine. Same. Uh ribs, four forty nine. Four forty nine, yep. And okay. the lean beef burgers, six forty nine. Yeah, no, there's no more. What about the bacon underneath at seven ninety nine? Uh yep. <laughs> All right. Well, what do they want for the Larsons? Four ninety nine. The Larsons? Yeah. Hot dogs. Yeah. Four ninety nine. What about the Chris Brothers Bologna? Chris, you don't have uh, that, do you? Where, where's, where's that bologna? It's on the right, like far right from the bacon and the hot dogs. Oh, eight, eight ninety nine. Nine ninety nine. Oh, we found it. <laughs> what are you trying to get away with, Sobies? <laughs> Good chat, bud. Great chat, bud.